to The Second Floor, the official podcast of the Delaware Senate Republican Caucus. Today, we are speaking with Senator Ernie Lopez from the 6th District. Okay, I'm here with Senator Ernie Lopez from the 6th District. Senator Lopez, tell us about the 6th District. Uh, It's the uh, best district in the state, and it's one that I feel so incredibly honored to represent, uh, have for the last six years, and uh, after just getting reelected in November, I just feel fortunate to have the opportunity to serve four more years. It's uh, coastal Sussex County, the towns of Milton, Lewis, Rehoboth Beach, and Dewey Beach. It's everyone's district. It's every Delawarean's district. Uh, I think you can uh, go up and down the state, and there's a Delawarean that has a beautiful memory from uh, from the district that I have the honor of representing, so uh, I love it. It's an honor to serve. Fantastic. Uh, we are now back in legislative session. We've been back for a couple of weeks. Uh, tell us what's going on here in Dover and uh, what do you think will be happening as we move forward? Yeah, I'm excited. And I'm excited to be back and be working with uh, colleagues, both who are with me before and new ones that are here. I think you've folks have read in the papers and seen in the news. We have a lot of new faces. About 20% of the legislature is new this year, both in the Senate and uh, in the House combined. And I'm really excited. It's a good bunch of people uh, from all backgrounds and all walks of life. Uh, and that's the best representation of the people that you could ever have, which uh, I think uh, 240 years ago, our founders would have appreciated. And uh, I feel very thankful to be, a, to be a part of that group as we move forward, uh, dealing with some challenges here in the state, uh, not the types of challenges that we're seeing uh, 100 miles across the bay in gridlocked Washington, which is always a good thing. I think uh, any day in Delaware is better than every day in D.C. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm really uh, proud to really serve a district that understands that uh, putting uh, partisanship aside and getting results is uh, the most important thing. And that's what I've always focused my work on and uh, made that a key point in working with my colleagues on both sides of the aisle. So... uh, but as I mentioned, we do have some challenges. Uh, you know, thankfully, the, the biggest challenge that we had a couple of years ago was a budget that was very uh, uh, unsteady uh, and uneven and put us overtime here in Leg Hall. And now we're in a good place thanks to a lot of the heavy lifting that was done by colleagues and I and our, and our former treasurer, Ken Simpler, who did a great job at setting forward some uh, policies and uh, budget smoothing that our governor fortunately uh, agreed upon and uh, put in terms of some regulations that have helped put us in a better place. And now I think we're looking at over $200 million ahead at this point in the game, which is uh, a good place to be. And now my job is going to be as a fiscal conservative to make sure that my colleagues don't uh, just want to run off and spend it all, that we can be investing those dollars into one-time projects and making sure that we have the the savings that we need going forward in what I think is still a very uncertain and unsettled climate nationally and internationally. I want to make sure that we keep Delaware insulated from that volatility. So uh, again, I think we're on a good path going forward with a lot of the fiscal discipline that we put in place, but we need to continue that and make it even stronger. As we sit here today, um, the governor, Governor Carney, has just wrapped up his State of the State speech. Um, what did you hear in that that, that, that you liked, uh, and what, what was the spirit of that speech as far as where you were sitting? Well, I like the fact that he mentioned the oath that we take and that all of us take in Delaware. And one of the key parts of that oath is ensuring for future generations the protection of the rich and historical, the rich natural and historical heritage of the state of Delaware. And we made a big step forward in last year in coming together on a bipartisan basis on a bill that I was really proud to lead, banning offshore drilling. Uh, and as someone who represents a coastal district, uh, you know, we've, we've got a 
some miles of coastline in our state that are just pristine and precious. And I've got a lot of that in my district. And coming together to get that done and hearing the governor mention that today in his State of the State is one of his uh, key accomplishments from last year and working with me and with all of us in the General Assembly to get that done was nice to hear. And I think it was an acknowledgement from him of the fact that, again, to get big things done, you can't just do it by yourself. Uh, you got to work together with colleagues on both sides of the aisle. And uh, I appreciated hearing that from him today. Uh, also, as someone who is one of the few legislators who has small children in, in our local public schools, uh, to hear him talk about some of the kind of refocusing, clear-eyed refocusing and investments in our public education system. Uh, I'm a Delaware guy. I mean, I, I grew up here. I went to school here. My kids go to school here. And I think for a lot of us, uh, to hear that from the top, not just from some mid-level person in a secretary's position or an assistant director's position, but to hear that from the governor, to make sure that we're doing the best that we can uh, by our students and by our teachers. Uh, that was good to hear, not just as a public policymaker, but as a parent. And uh, to me, that was important. And I can go home tonight and look at my daughters and say that we're doing everything that we can for you together uh, to put you first and foremost. And uh, that's, a good, that's a good place to be going forward. Um, you, know, you mentioned so, several initiatives that people read about in the newspaper, and, and we do have those here. Uh, but also, a lot gets done that people probably don't read about in the newspaper. Bills that are technical in nature or, or focus on problems that are important but not broad and widespread. You have done some of that recently in the past. What do you have ahead? Do you have anything of, the, of that nature in front of you this year? So it's, it's been really interesting. And my district is the fastest growing district in the state. And, uh, you know, we've got some challenges on the transportation side of the equation, on the um, working with our friends in county government to make sure that there's, there's, there's unanimity in regards to addressing these challenges of growth, especially just this uncontrolled kind of sprawl that we see in other parts of the country. We've seen it recently in our little neck of the woods in coastal Sussex County. So really getting a handle on that. And with some of those issues from the development piece come housing. And, you know, I live in a district where we have $8 million homes on Silver Lake and Rehoboth Beach. And then we have homes in the northwestern part of my district that don't have running water uh, outside of Milton. So really addressing that disparity uh, and in making sure that as happy as I am to see that 55-year-old retiree come here from Montgomery County, Maryland and having their house sold and paid off there and then moving here and being able to buy a house with no mortgage here uh, and live very well, that's great to see. But what about my, my daughter's teachers who are right out of school? Where are they going to live? Uh, what about those nurses at BB Hospital? What about that state trooper that, that just got out of the academy and who's working out at Troop 7? Where's he going to live? So, you know, really addressing that challenge, uh, affordable housing in an area where there are $6 million homes, mm -hmm. you know, and really tackling that for our workforce, not just the workforce of today, but the workforce of tomorrow, and really that, that public service constituency. Um, again, those police officers, those nurses, those teachers, um, those young medical assistants, the dental hygienists, those folks that are going to have those good, steady 30-year jobs, but, but they can't afford that million-dollar home east of Route 1. What, what can we do? So really, uh, unfortunately, and I, and I have a great deal of respect for my friends at the county level, but in their comprehensive plan, they were tasked to do this over the course of the last decade, and they never did. You know, finding affordable housing and working to, to, to ensure there's affordable housing in the area, and they really dropped the ball on that. And uh, that was difficult for, for me to kind of watch and see, but I felt incumbent upon myself, especially going to a four-year term, okay, let's tackle this issue. Uh, let's see what other states are doing and other states are doing.
doing well in regards to addressing this issue. So I, I think folks are going to be pleased to see some legislation coming from my desk uh, over the course of the next couple of months of work that I feel as though can put us in a good place in regards to that serious issue. I don't pretend to have all the answers. Uh, I don't pretend to say it's a magical solution, but it's something that I feel as though can be extremely helpful in making sure that this issue, which, you know, having a home, home ownership, making sure people have a roof over their heads, a place to live, uh, that that's something that I'm putting first and foremost. Uh, because after someone's health, after someone's wellness, uh, again, they have to have a place to live. And at the end of the day, uh, I really see that as being something that those of us in the legislature need to be ha- playing a little bit more of a larger role in. And I feel to come it up on myself to do that going forward. So I think folks are going to be seeing some good legislation coming from myself and our staff here recently, uh, shortly, that's going to address that issue and put us on the right track. And corollary to that that you mentioned is transportation. I know that you've spoken in the past that there is a lot of transportation infrastructure and, and, and funds that are coming into the district that you've that sense been something maybe that you focused heavily on in your previous term. Uh, talk a little bit about you know where, where the transportation situation stands and, and how you feel about maybe some, some resources being spent sure. in the sixth district. Sure, it's improving. And that's that's really what I wanted to make sure that uh, that I continue to do. Again, we're never going to be able to, to blink our eyes and everything's going to be perfect, right? Um, but on the other hand, you, you know, there's no reason that the good is the enemy of the perfect. And we're moving in the right direction uh, in working with the Secretary of Transportation uh, and serving on the Transportation Committee over the course of the last General Assembly on the 149th uh, and making sure that we made some strong investments. We're going to be looking at over a billion dollars coming to the Cape Region and coastal Sussex County in transportation projects. So making sure that those are being prioritized where we need them the most. Uh, as someone who lives just about a mile away from the intersection at Five Points, uh, that's something that, uh, again, we don't have a magic solution for it, but we're going to make improvements. Um, I have some good friends with medical backgrounds who work at BB, and they always equate Five Points to a valve, right? You know, you know, you can't necessarily fix the heart valve without cleaning out the arteries. So working on those arterial roads with the dollars that we have, um, that's really a good thing to target and tackle first before trying to go in there and do it all at once. And that's those are the steps that we're taking to do right now. And we're seeing the positive effects on that throughout the area. Minos Conway Road, just east of Route 9 in that area, all of those intersections between Georgetown and Route 9, they've all been improved. Hudson Road, Dairy Farm Road. We're gonna start working at the Harbison intersection, Route 5, uh, next month. So we're gonna see some major improvements they're going forward. So little by little, we're starting to address, but most importantly, we put these dollars there. You know, I, I cast a tough vote a couple of years ago for, for transportation infrastructure. It wasn't the most popular vote amongst my constituents, but it was one that I felt was important because quite frankly, as someone who represents the fastest growing district, we needed those dollars to come here. And I was more than happy to cast a yes vote to make sure that they did. And finally, the, the hottest news in, in your district is the, the Tom Draper Trail. Um, it's, it's, it's being paved. It's gonna, a new section of, of that trail is, is being put into place right now. Uh, people seem to be very excited about it. How, how does that feel? You know, it, it's, you know, we have these beautiful beaches. Uh, we have these beautiful parks. Uh, we have these beautiful wetlands. And then we have these beautiful trails. And to me, our trails are an amenity. 
and there's something that people make destinations out of our Senate district just to come uh, and take advantage of these trails. Uh, and as someone who's an avid user of those trails with my daughters uh, and with my family, it's something that I feel as though it's an investment for sure. And to some, it's maybe should not be the, quite the priority that it is. And, and to me, I see it as something that, again, so many people in our district get out of those trails, uh, things that they need in their lives, healthy living, uh, getting outside, uh, enjoying time with their family. Those are things that we can all agree upon that we need more of. So those investments are ones that I'm going to continue to support. And the most recent addition on the Draper Trail couldn't have been named for a, a better person uh, who's done so much for our area and who we missed dearly. Uh, but uh, again, I love those trails. I'm going to continue to support them. The more that we can get people off the roads and on these trails, uh, the more that it's going to improve our quality of life. So uh, again, not just through our health, but through our wellness as well. Senator Ernie Lopez, thank you. Uh, We look forward to talking with you throughout the upcoming legislative session and look forward to some of what you mentioned earlier. Gracias. It's an honor for me to serve. Thank you.